Hello and welcome to the Travelling Introvert at Career Conversations. This is Janice and I am here with Andrea Putting. How are you today, Andrea? I'm good, thank you. Janice, it's lovely to be here with you. Yeah, I had to, I, I always had to pause. I was like, Andrea, Andrea, because I'm, I'm very good at like messing up people's names unintentionally. Oh, look, I did a podcast and I would get on the podcast and I and I would trip over their name. It's like, oh, no. So oh, again. It's like, I'm really trying. You don't understand. Okay, so um, quick question for you. What does introversion mean to you? Yeah, it's an interesting thing with being an introvert. So introversion to me is about needing to have your own space and it's not always about jumping into things but just to have time to really connect with who you are and and what it is that you're feeling before you go out and into the world and one of the things I love about being an introvert is that I don't butt in and because that's something that really annoys me. I sit in a room and I watch people and they've got to be, they're the ones that have got to be seen, got to be, got to talk to the famous person or whatever. And it's just like, mm, no, that's not really important to me. Yeah. And is this the right time? Or are they trying to like leave or do something? Or Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a really good point. Um, and so um, can you tell me a little bit about the work that you do? Ooh, there are many things that yes. I I play with. So off the back, I am an author. I have written a couple of books. I've written, actually, I've written four books. But I got those, those come from from my, my so a lot of my stories from my own experience, but also from my podcast. So I did a podcast on, on social mission, so called Social Mission Revolution. So my books are based on that theory, on that premise that when we give of ourselves to somebody else, whether it's individually or as a business, our lives are so much better. Yes, we do great things for the world, but our our life is better. It feels good for us. And that changes our life, that changes our outlook, it changes our perspective. And so just by doing that, for us feeling better, that also changes the world. So I do that and that works into helping people to find that special social mission that resonates with them, whether that's a volunteering situation or whether it's starting their own social mission and the same with businesses on coming together and finding that and collaborating together maybe with other businesses on creating a social mission and finding the way they can have a greater impact in the world. I'm also a speaker and I'm also a publisher. So from writing a book through to, because I wrote two books, actually I wrote three books at a time, and so I needed to publish them. But who can afford to publish their own three books at once? So I took the self-publishing journey. I engaged a coach to help me to understand how to do it best. Mm -hmm. And now I find myself publishing other people's books. So that's been quite a journey, quite an experience, but it's it's an enjoyable one. It gives me many things that I like to get out into the world. 
And I also have Chocolate and Coffee Day for Religious Harmony, which is a beautiful opportunity for people to reach out to someone who's different to them and say, hey, come and have a cuppa. Let's share some chocolate and have a conversation. I want to hear your story. How do you see the world? What are your experiences? What's your story? So that's a lovely little thing. It, it's not about me earning money, but I love to share that with the world and and hope that people embrace it so that we can get to know each other a bit better. And so that also expands into chocolate and coffee breaks because why should we have chocolate and coffee just one day a year? <laughs> Wait, who is going around having chocolate one day a year? Yeah, exactly. So it's finding that excuse to bring people together and get to know each other and go, hey, who are you? Yeah. How can we work together? How can we discover who who the other person is? And it breaks down the barriers that cause problems in communities. So that's why I, I like to do it. Okay. Now, my normal question after that is like a misconception, but you have a lot of things going on. So I'm going to go back. Before you started writing books and publishing books, what did you used mm-hmm. to do? Oh, what did I used to do? Well, I started my journey as as an at-home mother. I was an at-home. I managed to be at home with my children right through their school life. But while I say that, I didn't just sit around and do nothing. I I went back to school. I studied naturopathy and homeopathy and then I jumped online when 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 the internet was all bright and shiny and new back last <laughs> century in the dinosaur era of the internet so I started an online business I worked at that for about seven years and then thought hmm, yeah there's got to be more than 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 this so I sold my business I went and worked for somebody else for a few years as as a business manager and I was evolving all of my skills that I had learned from naturopathy to computer skills to business, the whole thing. And after a few years, I'm like, oh, this isn't quite it either. <laughs> um, yeah, so then next thing was, well, when I'd had enough of that, I kind of got on the, well, what now and and went on the exploration of what are we doing? Why is why why is going to work such a drag? Why are people so depressed in the workplace? Why do we get so unsatisfied with what we do? And then that all led to the other work that I do with social mission because that's where I found I found the greatest joy when I started Chocolate and Coffee Day and I was like, hey, there's something to this. And that led to the podcast, led to the books, led to the whole, <laughs> the whole story. <laughs> so with all the things that you do and, and it's great to see that evolution of like, I did this and then uh, and then I did this and then uh, now I'm doing this and I didn't get about it. And I'm sure it will pivot in many other ways that you haven't even thought of yet. Can you tell me something that you do regularly that is has changed or has has benefited your career or business well as i talk about social mission and volunteering that's probably the thing that that has 
cemented what I do. It's um, standing up and, and putting my hand up and getting involved with people and community and that's where you hear what people are wanting, what they need. It's where you connect with people. Connecting with other people in different environments is a really important thing. That's kind of been a very important part of what I do, along with one of the important things I do is I write <laughs> and and keeping that flowing. So I sometimes I just stop writing and it's and it's kind of I start to feel like there's something missing in my life. It's like, oh, hang on a minute. I haven't been writing for a while. Maybe if I start writing again, mm-hmm. then that might start to flow again. So things like that are really important to me to keep going, keep my connections going with, with people, with community, and to continue to express myself through writing, through speaking, they're the most important things for me. It's interesting. You kind of you have to have that balance, and then you you get wrapped up in whatever it is, and like, oh, I haven't done that thing in a while, and that thing brings me back to center. What is something that you say no to? Hmm. I am a classic yes person, so I had to learn to say no. And I actually, I actually coined this phrase of in order to say yes. I have to say no. I had to learn to say no because if we have a bigger picture of something we want to do, if we're saying yes to all these other little things, then we're not going to reach that big big picture. So I have said no to numerous things that have come up that would take me away from what I'm doing where my direction goes. I've been asked to take on leadership roles in things and I've had to stop and think, well, is that going to take me away from doing, from this path that's important to me? And some of them I have to say yes because they're just going to drain my energy. So I have to say no to anything that's going to drain my energy to take me away from what I really want to do because... When we're doing something that isn't really what we want to be doing, that isn't taking us towards what where we're going, then it is going to be draining. When we're doing those things that excite us, they're not draining. So there are things that I say no to, things that are kind of everyday because I'm a big picture person and I'm really good at details, but I have to stop dealing with the details, with the everyday details and go, no, that's no longer my job. I need to give that to somebody else. So it's um, working the fine line between the detail of what I want to do and what needs to be done. Yeah. (laughs) Making sure it happens. Yeah, it's just fun trying to work out what the no is sometimes. Right. And so you mentioned one of the things that you do is that you do public speaking, internet mm-hmm. speaking. So can you tell me some misconceptions people might have about that? Mm. One of the misconceptions is that you have to be an extrovert. <laughs> yeah. Because I am not an extrovert. You see me in a room of people and you will go, she's definitely not an extrovert. <laughs> So I think that 
I think that's an important one. And what I've, I remember seeing a um, interview once with Billy Connolly, the comedian, and he said he is an introvert. And I was like, yes, because it's so easy for an introvert to get up on stage and just block out all the people. <laughs> Do your thing. Do you think your thing, but you're not doing this one-on-ones because sometimes the one-on-one can be harder for an introvert trying to think of, okay, what am I going to say? But you get on stage and you can just you can just say whatever you want to say and the audience has to listen to you. And without questioning <laughs> you. Later. And then you're like, oh, no yeah. questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going. Did you like it? Great. I'm Wait. off. Yeah, so I think that's the greatest misconception and I'd really like introverts to to embrace being on stage because it is a, in a way, it's a safe space to be able to express yourself. Yeah, I, I agree. I use it as a, a reason that people then have an excuse to talk to me. I don't have to go find them. They're like, oh, you spoke about blah, 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 blah. And so I don't have to go and talk, find people. They will, it's a magnet. It's a little magnet. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't want to go looking for people. Here I am. This is what I've had to say. You want to hear more about it? You know where I am. Exactly. It's a, it's a great shortcut. Um, thank you for that. And last but not least, actually, no, I've got two questions because you mentioned about leadership. In your opinion, is our leaders um, born or cultivated? A bit of both, a bit of both. So I think we have some innate leaders who are born leaders. However, you can be born a leader, but unless you cultivate that, you're not going to be there. You're not going to be the leader that people need. You need to put in the hours. You need to put in the training. You need to be willing to take feedback and learn and develop as a leader. So it's it's kind of this both thing that happens. You can't just, as some people it can be cultivated, I guess, but I think if you look at most people who find themselves in in leadership positions, there has been a, a thread through their life of that. But without that extra cultivation of who you are and what abilities you have, you're not really going to be a leader, are you? Not going to be a good one. Yeah. No, no. And leadership's also good for introverts for the same reason we talked about being a speaker. It's like, hey, they all come and find me. Yep. And when I'm not the leader, they don't want to know about me. So it's like, eh, okay. <laughs> you know you know who you know who you want to spend time with because they they'll still keep coming to you when you're no longer the leader. <laughs> right? Yeah, the the official named leader thing. Yeah. Okay. And so final question for you is in your opinion, uh is a hot dog a sandwich? Well, a hot dog is between bread, and I think the definition of a sandwich would be between bread, wouldn't it? So if it's a sausage that's in bread, then it must be a sandwich. 
All right. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Can you let my listeners know where they can find more information about you and what you do? They can hop over to my website, andreaputting.com.au. I am very easy to find. Just put my name in, Andrea Putting, into Google and my LinkedIn search will come up, my Facebook will come up, articles will come up, all sorts of things will come up. So here I am, well, come find me. Nice. It's nice when you have a name that's like, well, no one else has this name, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, I have that luxury as well. They're like, where can I find you? Like, did you even try? So um, it's just one way to find me. Just Google. I'm the only one. Yep. Um, thank you so very much. I really, really appreciate it. This is Janice at the Career Introvert helping you build your brand and get hired. Have a great rest of your week. <laughs>